0: Why did the cantaloupe go to the spa? It wanted to unrind. Why did the astrologer cross the road? To get to the other sign. What do you get when you cross a broken ice cream truck with impressionist art? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose I've got
1: the leprosy of the heart valves Exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out And blast it with the wave An ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsitating shave I want a magic pill for all my ailments The health equivalent of Citizen Kane And if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease so i Dr.
2: Steve. Dr.
1: Steve. It's weird medicine from the world famous Cardiff Electric Network studio first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, back from sabbatical, lady diagnosis. Hello, lady diagnosis.
2: Hello, Dr. Steve.
1: And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question that you're embarrassed to take, your regular medical provider can't find an answer anywhere else. Give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHID. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Lady Diagnosis or at Dr. Scott Wm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over to your health care provider. All right, very good. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com for all of your online shopping needs. You can scroll down, see stuff we talk about on the show, or you can click straight through, go to Amazon. It makes a huge difference when you do that, and we thank you for doing that. Uh, Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, listen to our Patreon show patreon.com slash weird it's just tacy and me for the most part and sometimes we have celebrity guests and, and when we have those we call that the exam room and they actually come in and instead of us interviewing them they ask us questions it's kind of fun And uh, do the Cameo. It's so cheap and ridiculous. I did a couple of today, and it was loads of fun. I do, you know, I'll I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And I'll say basically anything you tell me to say. Come on, within reason. But Cameo.com slash Weird Medicine. All right. Very good. Both. uh, Welcome back, Lady Diagnosis.
2: Thank you, Dr. Steve. It's great being back.
1: Yeah. So you just kind of took off your job because you told him I'm quitting anyway, so I'm just leaving whenever (laughs) the fuck I want. Is that what happened today?
2: Well, I said I had a dentist. Hopefully they don't
1: listen, so that's good.
2: (laughs) But yes, I am here. I mean. Come hell or high water, I was coming.
1: Statistically, it's probably a pretty good bet that they don't listen.
0: No. Right, taste. Yes. Okay.
1: And then if they
0: have any sense.
1: And then Tacy's birthday is coming up.
0: Woo yeah. yeah. So yeah. is yours. Happy, oh.
1: Sign up for our Patreon at yes, patreon.com dot slash weird medicine for Tacy's birthday. That's yeah. what she wants. It and was tips. originally designed uh, to help Tacy get to retirement. But then she got retired I got by retired. accident.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Early. And so now if, if you wanna and actually, somebody sent me uh, something the other day that said they love the Patreon show because it's so different. So do check it out: Patreon.com/slash/WeirdMedicine. Uh, check out Dr. Scott's website; it's SimplyHerbs.net. Got anything interesting going on there, Dr. Scott? Only the world's greatest nasal spray. Okay, <laughs> you, okay, that's not an advertisement. No. But would, no.
3: Do you want to talk about what's in it? It's it's just a natural. You mic a bit it's a natural nasal sp- spray with honey, uh, baking soda, salt, and uh, a little bit of peppermint oil. Well,
1: so How they can yeah. make
0: that at home? They
3: can. They sure can. Well, they can, but you know.
1: But they
0: won't.
3: Uh, yeah. If you, gotta, you do it with tap water, packaging. you could be uh, spraying amoebas up
0: your oh.
2: nose. Yeah, and
3: you got to do it kind of in the right proportions because a little bit too much
2: peppermint oil
3: <laughs> goes <laughs> a really long Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the main thing we've got going on. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. It, it, and right now is the time to. What of about season. the CBD, though? Don't you have one with yeah, CBD? And we, and we do have one with CBD oil, also, um, that uh, it, it's been shown clinically to, to block certain viruses from attaching inside the nasal mm. Now, I'm not saying mine doesn't. I'm saying that I've seen it mm-hmm. in writing. Okay. Um, you've seen it in writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I read on the internet. Graffiti on the side <laughs> of some. Building. I read it on the internet.
1: CBD is good for. Yeah. No, but I would. Uh, yeah. It's excellent stuff. be very interested in seeing that. I just think CBD in general would be good for... You know, it's that's a great a good, anti-inflammatory. It's a good route
3: for CBD if you're into that. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know about all these other claims No, I'm making. not making any claims. I mean, <laughs> now, it's been scientifically proven to be the best nasal spray in the world oh yeah okay oh, yeah, oh pre- god pre- okay that's dr scott saying that <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah we better shut up or we'll yeah, get okay, in trouble on. for having, doing move an on. ad
1: but move, anyway no um yeah and uh i want to uh say uh, happy birthday to the owner of our network mr cardiff it is his birthday today so happy birthday sir all right um do you guys know anything about no Nut november
2: No. Nope.
1: Okay. Well, there is this thing called No Nut November. Do you guys know
2: what month it is? It's technically No Nut November.
1: Well, okay. So it's not right now. That when (laughs) she recorded this, I know. Yeah.
2: Uh, Do you know what day this is, Steve? (laughs) So it's September.
1: We've got a couple of months to prepare for No Nut November. Funny. So um, I'm
2: Dr. Rena Malik, urologist and pelvic surgeon, and I'm finally going to talk to you guys about No Nut November or semen retention. No, thank you.
0: No. No, thank you. It sounds
2: like a great idea to Hold me. on to that semen.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I had no net 2020. Oh, shut 21.
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> Here I talk about all sorts of things, sexual health, okay. urologic health, bladder health, and much, much more. Okay. Make sure if you like. She has 3 Who million views. That? Oh.
1: So, so I'm not crapping on her. She's obviously very successful.
2: Every housewife and share the America. channel with your friends. <laughs>
1: Hmm. Okay, enough. I, so, anyway, uh, there. I, I just wanted to see if she said anything about the health benefits of not doing no not November, because there are studies that show that people who ejaculate uh, frequently actually have a decreased risk of prostate cancer. But I believe that the number of ejaculations per month is something like um, twenty one a
2: month. <laughs> <laughs> That's excessive. Better
1: get busy. (laughs) So what they're so what they're talking about is eighteen-year-olds. No shit, they don't get prostate (laughs) cancer. Good lord. Exactly. Let me see what she says here. Um, Okay, same.
2: So what do I think about semen retention or No Nut November? Well, I think if you're getting benefits from participating in No Nut November, like you're feeling more clear, you're having deeper relationships, you're feeling like you're more excited about being with your partner.
1: That is something. Or if
2: you're less depressed because it's intentional.
1: Right, 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 right. Oh, I'm doing it on purpose. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I do think that... She brings up a a good point here where she said, well, you're feeling like you're more excited, excited about being with your partner. Um, I, I have people that will call me or write to me saying I am no longer. As attract, you know, I have difficulty performing with my spouse or my longtime girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, but I don't have any trouble masturbating. Hmm. And uh, it's like, well, then stop masturbating because if you want to be excited about doing it with your partner, you got to quit beating off in between. Because nobody knows how to manipulate, and this is for guys. Nobody know, and it's true for women too. Nobody knows how to manipulate your junk like you do. And it's a whole lot easier to bust a nut when you're doing it yourself than it is with the, when you're sticking your penis somewhere uh, in your partner's orifices or whatever, uh, because they don't have the control over your junk that you do if you're masturbating. Does that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So sometimes and sometimes people, uh, you know, Bob and Tom used to say, Tasty and I used to listen to that every morning at mm-hmm. six in the morning. Mm-hmm. They used to say, show me you know, a beautiful person and I'll show you someone that's tired of having intercourse with them, you know, male or female. So, uh, but yeah, part of this is people beat off a bunch in between time and then they try to have sex with their partner that they've been with for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. It's, it's more difficult and the older you get, the more difficult it is. So stop beating off and save it for your partner. And then the next thing you know, you'll realize that you're still hot for them. It's just that, um, you're not get it. Uh, it beating off is too easy, hmm. you know. So, anyway,
3: well, there you
1: go. That's all. So bust a nut November is, or bu- bust a nut November, is uh, <laughs> what I would like to do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. Um, yeah, I that, that was all I wanted to talk about on that. Do you guys uh, were, we were going to do stories. We we're going to try something new and I don't have a theme song for this, but you guys were each going to bring a gross medical story. And I, I, I will be perfectly honest. I'm ripping this off from from uh, uh, shitty song of the week where they do this and also the Creep Off podcast. I didn't want to
0: say anything. but No, I'm ripping it off from them.
1: <laughs> you um, know, but but they it ripped it off from, you know, know, every other show where you vote for something. But I want you guys to bring a creepy or gross medical story and then uh, people vote on it. And if we have a winner, maybe we'll do something. You know, the Creep Off, which is uh, Carl and Vinny, they do, uh, it's a um, comedy true crime show and they have to bring the worst creep in some certain topic and then everybody votes and if you lose five times you have to spin the wheel of consequences and the wheel of consequences is always something you don't want to do so I don't know I don't ever want to spin the wheel of consequences (laughs) so I I would prefer that we not do that maybe we'll do something more positive if somebody wins rather than doing something shitty if somebody loses but I'm going to tell you people will be more interested if there was some some having to do some embarrassing Skin shit the on the game. line yes. Yes. yeah they would be more interested of so course. we'll see well we'll try this and see but anyway uh who wants to go first um let's
3: let's let scott go first and so we'll go uh, we'll go counterclockwise that sounds like one of those deals when you're standing in line and anybody wants to go first just step forward
0: They'll forget about you. And everybody you. steps back. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And then you're just stuck. and You're there. stuck, like okay. like an idiot. All <clears throat> right, that was me. Okay. What do you got? I, I found one. It's the largest or longest tapeworm ever removed from a human being. Okay, you win. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shoot. Okay. So this was
3: this dude. This poor. This By poor, the way, Google image that yeah, this if you want to really be grossed <clears throat> out. This dude living in India. Uh, God bless him. He started having That's hilarious. He started having well, God. No, I'm not I'm not laughing at him. I'm just I'm just <laughs> God. He starts having. Man. Uh, he has for years and years. You are
1: one pathetic loser. <laughs> okay.
3: He for years and years is having abdominal pain. Yeah. And and they're having trouble really identifying where the the abdominal pain's coming from. Probably having
1: difficulty gaining weight. Well, or... then
3: he yeah, then he starts losing more and more weight. and He becomes anemic. Okay. So now they're starting to really get interested. So they pulled this out of his stomach. They pulled it out of his stomach or yep. out of his colon? Uh, the entire thing colon, oh, really? stomach, everything. Just kept going. Uh, 82 feet long. Oh what the God. fuck? 82 <laughs> feet long. Yeah, oh you God. might win. Oh.
0: Oh. Way that's wow. disgusting. That's
3: impressive. <clears throat> wow. That's a hell of that's a worm. Wow. Yep. 82 feet. Yep. Y'all can,
2: okay, y'all you can take your
3: shit home.
1: I'm,
2: I'm
3: the
1: winner. All
2: right.
3: Yeah. What
2: do, what do I have so to do? So
1: tapeworms. <laughs> winner. Tapeworms have a really weird uh, life cycle. Obviously, they are parasitic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, we call them cystodes. And uh, they're found in the intestinal tracts of their final host. So that's called the definitive host if you're a biology major. And uh, each adult tapeworm has a head they don't it isn't even a head they have to have a different word for it it's called a scolex and it looks just like what you would think the word scolex would look like Mm. and uh, that attaches the tapeworm to the intestinal wall and then it's got a neck and then it's got all these segments that develop from the neck regions and you can shit those out too and as these new segments are formed at the neck, the older segments are pushed back, so it just keeps going. And they're hermaphroditic; each segment has two sets of male and female reproductive organs. And they fill the segment with fertile eggs as the segment is pushed back from the neck. And when the segment's full of eggs, it attaches itself from the adult tapeworm and is passed in your fecal matter. And then, if you, if some poor bastard uh, <laughs> ingests your tapeworm eggs the stu- they hatch and then they migrate out of the intestine into various tissues of the body and uh that can cause cysticercosis, and that's nasty as well so um you know it, it's it, the tapeworms are just disgusting and go- like i said google image this tapeworm and you'll be uh you'll be Horrified that this could live inside of oh, you and yeah. you not know it. Okay, so that's a good one. I'm going to say, Scott, it w- and will you keep track of these too? Because I got to put it I've up on our yep, Reddit, and we'll put a we'll put a poll on there. On. And uh, go to our Reddit. It's Reddit uh, slash r slash uh, dr Steve. I think just Doctor Steve. Okay, um, your turn, Diane.
2: Okay. So this man started developing nausea and yellowing of his skin and was vomiting blood. Okay. So he had magic mushrooms ground up and made a tea of it. Oh. But... He injected it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We did this story. This is, a, but this is still a good one. The I fact that you found this on yeah, your own—it's good. It's still good. Go ahead. There's lots of people hadn't heard this.
2: So he had fungus growing in his blood.
1: Yep, and yep. it was magic mushrooms. And 22
2: fungus. days it took for him to in the hospital of IV flu, uh, IV antibiotics before he was better. Yes. But he did live. So. Yeah.
0: But that, ugh. Like yeah. mushrooms just growing in them. his blood. Yeah, just eat the. <laughs> just, damn just eat place. them. Stop doing oh, like, stupid on, shit. You don't man. have to snort stuff. You don't know, have to snort <sighs> Drink it. Drink yeah, it or eat it. Just eat it. Drink uh, it. Yeah.
3: Down the hatch. Yeah. It'll be fine. Well,
1: and, okay, we're not, by the way, we're not encouraging illicit <laughs> drug use, but. <laughs> no. Oh, we're talking about mushrooms in general. That's, that's right. general about as a general rule. That's a general rule. As people. We have these videos of people taking thimblefuls of vodka and putting it under their eyelids. That's stupid. Which it will be absorbed, but that's an asinine way to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Number one, it tastes, there's no taste to it. It will burn your cornea, and it's not enough to really get you off. Mm-hmm. So just drink the damn stuff, yeah, but drink right. responsibly. Yeah. Uh, we had a story where someone died from giving themselves a champagne enema. And uh, because they did two bottles of champagne, it was all immediately absorbed through the colonic mucosa because when you're drinking, you're, you're pacing yourself. And if you get so drunk that you pass out, you just stop drinking. You from,
2: yeah, dying.
1: But when you um, take two bottles of champagne and show it up your ass, you can't control the rate at which it goes into your system. This person also was doing... Uh, um, um, what what was it? Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. That didn't Ooh. help any either. Ooh. So they and they found them with alcohol, acute alcohol intoxication, and they had passed out while they were doing autoerotic asphyxiation, and so there was that. Now the other gross enema thing, and I'm not going to put this up uh, as a as a content or as a um, contender, but uh, when I was a medical examiner, I got that this magazine called the National Association of Medical Examiners, it was named, and they had this journal that was just full of one gross death after another. I mean, it was just unbelievable. They loved it, just page after page, people, pictures of people who'd gotten run over by a Uh, 18 wheeler and uh, you know just Mm. stuff like that and there was this one story that stuck stuck with me that this person gave themselves a concrete enema now why you would do that i do not know but they gave themselves a concrete enema what people don't realize that don't work with concrete all the time is the reaction that 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 causes concrete to crystallize is what we call exothermic, which means it generates heat.
3: (laughs) Lots of heat.
1: So this person basically cooked themselves from the inside, and they died. So don't do stupid stuff like that. Mm. If you're going to use concrete, make a sidewalk out of it. If you're going to eat mushrooms, you should eat them. Don't inject them, and that's any kind of mushroom. Uh, not just magic mushrooms. And uh, if you're going to drink alcohol responsibly, drink, drink it. <laughs> don't shove it up your ass or mm-hmm. put it in your vagina right. or under your <laughs> eyelids or eyes. any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. drink it. Yeah, just. God. Yeah,
2: this guy had organ failure.
1: Yes, because he had. Oh, my God. What happened was the um, mushroom is just the sexual organ of the um, of the. Uh, Fungus. The fungus can can be the largest living creatures in the world are fungi because they can span acres and acres and mm-hmm. acres of land. Mm-hmm. And the mushroom is just the sexual organ. So the thing that he injected actually had spores in it and oh. then the hyphae forms, which are the, the growing sort of just Google image hyphae and you'll see that look like um, networks of things. Mm-hmm got lots of little arms and and stuff like that and, and they're not arms but it looks like it it tendrils and uh, when you that's what was growing in this person's bloodstream right mm-hmm. and it doesn't make the the hallucinogen only the mushroom the sexual organ does right. that and so these things are it's just a a uh, it's just a fungus trying to grow and it's growing in your bloodstream feeding off the proteins and the carbohydrates in your blood and that's always a bad thing terrible idea. and so you have to take a, a, a often some really horrible mycophungin as a drug amphotericin is a drug all of these are uh, geared at getting rid of these single-celled organisms that are more advanced than bacteria mm-hmm. so it's harder to kill them and they're much closer to our types of cells so what ends up happening is you those drugs make you very sick on top of you already being very sick so that was a good one diane good one diane very good thank you thank you very very good what you got yeah we'll give you one of these (laughs)
0: all
1: right tacy what you got
0: okay first i would just want to say that i really appreciated the Homework assignment at ten a.m. this morning.
1: Okay, what time is it now? Four thirty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I so had a six hours ago. She had a big day. What oh, really? What'd you do? <laughs> um, I took a nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I scheduled and? a flight. Oh.
2: oh.
0: <laughs> oh I worked
1: sorry.
0: out. Oh. oh. Very,
3: very, very good. <laughs>
0: love that okay so my story is i'm very bugophobic so all this is all it took and i was like okay. okay found my story okay okay and and it's basic it's very basic but it's very disgusting and it's just bed bugs so oh, this is the oh story God, um, i can't stand this i used to be a pest control tech and got a bed bug call when i arrived the guy was sitting on a bare mattress with a coffee table with a jar on it in front of him I realized he was picking bed bugs off of himself and putting them in the jar. Mm -hmm. It was a pint mason jar, three-fourths full, and Mm -hmm. the bugs were crawling out of it. Oh, come on. And back onto the guy. You know how tiny bed bugs are? Stop. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh as quickly as he was you... putting them back in, hundreds and hundreds. I've never seen so many out in the open <sighs> like that. It was a true infestation. I've got like three or four of these <laughs> if you want to hear them. No, nope. nope. we're good. That's, by the no, way, this wait. is the
1: fear of bugs is called mm. entomophobia.
0: So. <laughs> Bugophobia. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I like your version better.
0: So, anyway. What else am I going to say? So, um, it's all about No, keep going.
1: Keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, This is a good one. This is horrific. Do you know how tiny bed bugs are? To have a pint jar where they're just overflowing and crawling out of there. Can you imagine? He's just
2: sitting there. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, in the middle. They're almost impossible. In a little, he probably took all the rugs and everything, and he was just in the middle of the room Mm -hmm. trying to stay away from these fucking bugs. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) uh, You might have won this
0: one. Well, I was a fourth-year medical student. I was riding with an EMS team, and we picked up a homeless man. Okay. While en route to the emergency department, we noticed hundreds of red sores. Oh, okay. When asked I know where about this is the wounds, going. the man did not know anything about them. Two minutes into the drive I saw movement around the man's waistline. All of a sudden, twenty five to thirty bed bugs crawled out of his pants and started doing their business on his belly and legs. The man felt nothing. I grabbed one bug with a towel to verify the infestation. Instantly all thirty bugs rushed back into the man's pants. If you don't think of full on sweet Simicidae infection is gross. Just wait until you see one; you will itch for a month.
1: Yeah, yeah. As soon as you hear that there's bed bugs in that room, you'll start itching. That happens to me every time. Yeah. <laughs> this person has scabies. I start itching. This person yeah. has bed bugs. Yeah.
0: But just the imagining the guy picking them and putting them in a jar and then crawling That's back out—that's the out, grossest that, thing. That—that—that that, to awful. me, He's I was like, I'm man. done.
1: Mm-hmm. I um have seen lots of cases where someone comes in and theres they've got a wound, a chronic wound, and maybe they live on the street or they don't get a lot of medical care, and they've wrapped it up with towels or whatever, and then you open it up and it's just full of maggots. Mm-hmm. Now, the maggots actually serve a purpose. I mean, sterile maggots are still used sometimes Uh, to clean up just dirty wounds you you put the maggots in there close it up and they'll just work their way around eating the dead tissue until it just cleans it up real nice and then the surgeons can go in clean up just do a little bit of the rest and maybe put a graft over it or something so yeah maggots in wounds and uh it's always my uh that's called myiasis when that happens when maggots infest a wound and uh look up i don't know just no you know what don't do this i'm going to tell you not to do this don't google penile myiasis no don't do it and when i go on a show and they say what's the grossest thing ever i'll tell them to google image oral myiasis and that always makes everybody puke
2: i think i've looked that up for you before i
1: think so too i was on uh uh, chip chipperson's show the one called chip army a-r-m-e-y and it was with mark normand and um I was not doing well until I started getting them to Google image some really gross stuff. And then it was a stellar performance (laughs) But up until that point. I mean, what am I going to do with Chip? (laughs) You know, I'm not a funny person, but I can be a a gross person. And that was what they needed. So
0: you're going to be funny in two weeks.
1: That's true. That's true. Oh, God, is it two weeks? Yeah, check out uh, the creepoffroast All the tickets are sold out. It's a completely sold out event. It'll be my be, Dr. Steve my be one and out. only time of trying to do quote unquote stand up, and uh, I just don't want to suck. That's all. <laughs> I just don't want to suck. And, uh, but I'll well, just I, act I do, like
2: you're here. Close I three, your eyes and do it.
1: <laughs> three to that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going do three to five minutes. I'm going to fixate on some people that I know uh, uh, already are predisposed to like me. And one of them is in our chat room right now, Sean Pedrick, who's uh, going to be he won one of the uh, VIP seats and he's actually coming. So, Sean, I'm just going to be talking straight to you and you better be laughing at every joke. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That'll get me through this three to five minutes and I'm done, but I won't be able to drink until I've done my thing. Right. So I'm, I asked Vinny, just put me up up front early. early. Up. early. So it's at uh, Comedy at the Carlson September 17th in Rochester, New York, and there will be um, a live stream. And I think it'll be free. I don't know. I mean, with Carl,
3: who knows? No. Anyway. All right. Hey, you want one from the the chat room. Yes, of course. So I uh, talk like a hicks. To use God, a good one. Okay. Um, so I guess they were working in the clinic, and a, a, a gal was having some a gal young a twenty twenty two lady uh, <laughs> Chick. A, 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 a a we're uh, we're abroad. dame. a female, gash. a female had um. <laughs> <Steve>. <laughs>
0: that's, I'm, that's
3: not me. I'm making fun of him. Okay, go ahead. Had um, <laughs> what I would assume some uh, pretty significant. Um, vaginal pain, and they, they, they started uh, you know, evaluating her and found some uh, tampons that had been up there sure. for a while. They I've pulled, seen that a bunch of times. Pulled four of them out of there. That's Ew. That's that's more than that's I've ever That's going to smell out. good. So they'd been there for over six weeks. It smelled so bad. Six weeks? Yep. She, th- she thought her body had absorbed them. Oh, yeah. So she just kept cranking in. And oh, over. my God. No, this is not unheard of. Anyone that ever <clears throat>
1: does primary care And does women's health or anyone that does women's health will have seen this at least a couple of times in their career. And usually what happens is the person is having intercourse on their period. They push the tampon up to allow room for, you know, their partners, whatever. And and then they forget to take it back out again or they can't grab it and they just go out to hell with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what happens is there are good bacteria in the vagina Mm -hmm. but too much of a good thing is not you know is a bad thing and uh what the bacteria just will grow and grow and it forms kind of a slime layer out there and it's gray and it stinks to high heaven and if you get it out of there the vagina is very good at just cleaning itself out Mm -hmm. and within a couple of days the odor's gone and it's back to business as usual uh, but I'll have some of those people do those, replenish the good bacteria, which is lactobacillus, mm-hmm. with plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just a douche of plain yogurt. If you use a douche, you put a tablespoon in eight ounces of warm water. That's good. And mm-hmm. then you can just douche with that. Mm-hmm. Or you can use a um, an applicator like a Mycelex- or what it monostat applicator. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And you know, uh, uh, for vaginal cream, right? And you just suck up the the uh, yogurt in that and put it there. But don't don't be stupid and use yogurt with the fruit on the bottom <laughs> you just want plain yogurt and it's got to be cultured too it needs to be a live act of culture mm. or you're just putting milk products in your vagina oh come on
2: yeah, well that's I'm that's just that's saying let's like make good. a milkshake
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sour cream, <laughs> cream. Yeah,
1: <laughs> creme <laughs> fraiche creme fraiche oh. <laughs> alright delightful
2: mm.
1: alright anything else you got there
3: um, no, sir, I believe it will do it. Okay. But we do have
2: a Number question. Number
1: one thing,
3: don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. What, what, what did you say? You had something? Yeah, we do have, we do have a medical question in a minute. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah go. Yeah, yeah. From the waiting room? From the waiting room. So what
1: the waiting room is, for those who are um, not listening live, is uh, we do this uh, around 3.30, 4 o'clock. Usually on Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays, every once in a while on Saturday. <laughs> just follow our Twitter feed at Weird Medicine or go to our website. Uh, I'm sorry, go to our YouTube channel and uh, it's youtube.com slash Dr. Steve202, I think. Um, but just Google, we- or, uh, you know, uh, YouTube search Weird Medicine and just sign up for um, uh, notifications mm-hmm. and then you'll be notified. And we just kind of hang out. We don't push this. Mm. This is not a video show. We don't, you know, people are that do YouTube shows, they get hundreds of thousands of views. We'll be lucky to get 100 or 200 yeah. for something. I'm, we're not pushing that. We get thousands of listens. Well, this right. is, I'm old school. This is a radio show. But, um, but this was kind of a fun thing that was uh, uh, proposed to us by Matt Kleinschmidt from The Laugh Button. And, uh, and it's been fun and so people can mm. just come hang out and then they can ask us questions live and stuff like that and it's you know Scott and I play horrible songs awful. at the end but And it's fun and Richard it's Kish it's and a couple free. other people hang, <laughs> hang out and yeah. go oh that was good it's and they just lie awful. to us they <laughs> oh. just lie you <laughs> are a
0: liar <laughs> <guess> go the f*** <laughs> out so anyway. yay my favorite show
3: <laughs> alright so you ready yeah Ryan has an excellent question here is it possible? That I'll I, be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of it, Is it possible that I would have a f- full mobility of my forearm, and still, um, and it still be broken after a fall? I did this the other day, and while it's really bruised and swollen, I can still move it. Is that normal? So it sounds like okay. It's you can take yeah. this. I mean, define broken. Yeah, that's well, the thing. That's okay, what. I'd so say. that's what Scott. That's where Scott's. Yeah, that's go. exactly okay. what I was going to say. Yeah, you certainly can break it, and you can have. You know. Because there's a, a hundred different types of fractures right. that you have. Now, certainly, if it's if it's a compound fracture, so the bone breaks in half and sticks through the skin, yeah, then that and would be unlikely. Yeah, that's going to be probably unlikely that you're still You'd have some it. range of motion, but <laughs> <You'd> it wouldn't <laughs> be good. Yeah. The problem is, it would be a dangling range <laughs> no. of motion. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Dangler. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a good thing. But yeah, so it, it is. It's very it's very it's very possible to fall and break your arm. Yep. Or, or break you know if he depending on depending on you how it, do a anyway, spiral and, yeah you have fracture, spiral fracture green stick fracture. Kinds stick of fractures, um, hairline fractures, and all these things yep. are very, very possible. Um, if it, you're concerned you fractured it, go see somebody yep. and let them X-ray it. Sometimes they won't see it the yeah. first time. Yeah, especially but especially ahead, if, it's, if you get enough swelling and it is a, a, a green stick spiral fracture. Um, you know, hairline fracture—they might not see it initially. On, on, and on they'll the start flushing. to show up when it starts healing, yeah. right? Yep, yeah, because yeah. they'll start seeing the calc- calcifications of yeah. the bone. So, yeah, so you know, if you're if you're concerned about it, I would definitely go get someone to look at it. Um, X-rays typically the first the first thing they would do, and if yeah. they suspect more, they can do more invasive stuff. Yeah. Um, if it's red and swollen, you know, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have somebody have a quick look at it. Yeah. But you know what, I like to. Tell, Tell people, Doctor Steve, if if you if you think it is broken, um, sometimes if you'll just if you'll if you'll squeeze not where the redness of the swelling is, but I I identify where the bone is. Yep. You can actually squeeze away from where you think it's broken, and if that triggers a really sensitive spot, sometimes that means there is breaking and and the bones are shifting and, and they're, they're moving. And they're moving yeah. slightly, and that can right. cause a lot of pain. That's yeah. what causes the yeah. most pain yeah. when you've got a fracture is yeah. the motion, and when they uh, you know,
1: if they put a rod in there, you mm-hmm. think, oh, gosh, it's going to really hurt. There's mm-hmm. a dang rod going down the yep. middle of my bone. But when it stops the rubbing of the,
3: the, nerve of the pieces yep.
1: together, it yep. stops hurting so much. Yep. It's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really an incredible thing. So, yes, you can have full range of motion um, with a, with a, uh, a uh, broken bone. Yeah, Yeah, go check it out. I a walk-in clinic. But that the pain pretty, would
2: kind of keep you from moving it, which is what they don't want you to do, right? You don't want to move.
3: Well, yeah, depending on depending on the kind of fracture, you know, kind how like, severe it is. Yeah, like Dr. C was saying, if it's a if it's a you know hairline or green stick fracture, if it's of the arm, range of motion isn't going to be as important to not do as if it were in the foot. Mm. So if you have yep. ra- you, so right. if you got a you know a a fracture in your foot and you start low, you know, walking and you keep. Putting mm. all that extra weight, in, it'll, uh. it'll break it and make it even worse. Yeah. So. Is
1: uh, love it in the um, chat room? She is. Yep. Okay, she so is. Patty, will appreciate that. loves it. I I used to give talks. Well, I still do. But I, when I have given talks about pain management <clears throat> in the outpatient setting. Uh, you know, we always tell people, we're telling you this so that you'll do it safely, not so that you won't ever treat pain. Because we got people saying, well, I don't ever treat pain. And it's like, well, why don't you just say I'm not going to treat diabetes or high blood pressure then? But uh, there's this thing called the World Health Organization Analgesic Ladder. And their analgesic ladder starts with, you know, step one has non-opioid analgesics in it, like Tylenol, acetaminophen, ibuprofen, a.k.a. Motrin and stuff like that, naproxen, which is, uh, you know, naproxen. And then step two would be the uh, uh, things like Tylenol with codeine, uh, hydrocodone with acetaminophen, a.k.a. Lortab or Norco, or oxycodone with acetaminophen, aka oxy, um i am sorry, um, Percocet—and mm-hmm. then step three would be the strong opioids: morphine, hydromorphone, also known as Dilaudid. Okay. Those kinds of things. Now, the the problem with this metaphor is it was intended to just stratify different analgesics, but when you have a ladder metaphor, what how, how do you work a ladder? You put your first. You put your foot on the first rung, then you go to the second rung, and then you go to the third rung to work your way up the ladder, right? Mm -hmm. So what the state of Tennessee at one time was saying was, well, you got to start with with um, uh, stage one, and then go to stage two, and then go to stage three. And I was like, you know what? If if I'm in your emergency room and I've got a bone sticking out of my leg, and you come at me and say, well, we're gonna start with stage one, and if that does, I'm gonna, I'm going to sue you. (laughs) So go straight to to step three, it's totally fine. And uh, so much misunderstanding out there, and that the World Health Organization. I'm not a huge fan after how they handled some stuff with COVID-19, anyway. And I was not a fan before this because of the way that it's just a really unfortunate metaphor that they used to classify
3: opioids. Okay.
1: You know, yeah. just call them class one, class two, class three, and don't you don't have to have a ooh a ladder. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it was somebody someone's project, and they're all proud of it. <laughs> and uh it just pisses me off every time i see it but anyway all right we got uh, we i got criticized last week because someone said that oh you were going way off the range dr steve dr scott had to rein you in and i sent sent him back i said if dr scott has to keep me straight i really must have been pretty effed up so anyway well
0: what were well what? What did you go off the range about? I don't
1: know. You know, I go down on these tangents oh. all the time, but I just talk about things that I find interesting. Well, I
0: Thank God, Doctor Scott's
2: here. I know.
1: That's <laughs> what I said. I'm sure it, it was probably,
3: probably the s- UFO thing. Yeah, or or mm. you know,
2: I was Star Trek attention. or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah and tacy <laughs> just zones She's out when so she does <laughs> <laughs> Back on We're track, like, get back on Facebook. All right, check
2: it
1: out. <laughs> all right, you want to do some questions? Let's do some questions. Okay.
0: Let's not do go. too many. It's a hey, hundred degrees. Charleston. How are you?
1: Hey, man. Good. How are you?
3: doing good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Hey, good. So uh, they've got this article from Neuroscience News. It says a synthetic embryo with a brain and a beating heart grown from stem cells.
2: Ooh. thoughts
1: on that. Uh, can somebody Google that to see if that's real? Uh, So look for uh, embryo grown from stem cells. So Mm. uh, what I think about this is everyone should go read Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, because that's exactly what that was about, where they were growing. they, They had... Uh, uh, basically, uh, gotten rid of sexual reproduction between humans, and they were growing people in test tubes for different things. Like if you were going in space, they uh, t- they they grew them in uh, the embryos in b- jars that were f- like um, rotating around and stuff like that, and they could do different things to make people uh, more suited to the role that they had decided they would have. Uh, after they were born, before they were born, while they were in this jar. They'd say, okay, we need a bunch of laborers, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll give them big muscles, and we need a bunch of intellectuals, we'll give them big brains and stuff like that. These people are going to have to go to space. What did you find, Tase?
0: Researchers from the University of Cambridge have created model embryos from mouse stem cells that form a brain, A beating heart and the foundations of all the other organs to the body.
1: Okay, so what they're doing is they're doing stem cell research saying, hey, we could do this, we could grow some things from this, but they're killing those embryos before they get too far. But there's going to be some dang nut, mm-hmm. you know, island of Dr. Moreau type that's going to just go ahead and take it all the way to the its logical conclusion and make a human out of that or a pig or something that there was no sperm, no egg, no nothing, just a stem cell. And uh, that will be very interesting ethically because we won't be able to stop it. We'll say, oh, well, we won't do that, and we'll sign a bunch of treaties that were, oh, we're not going to create artificial humans this way, uh, parthenogenic humans, mm-hmm. which is what they would basically be, and uh, or asexually reproduced humans, and we'll sign these treaties. That isn't going to stop somebody in a lab from doing it anyway, right. you know? No. So, you know, uh, once they figure out how Space to do it, the like cat's out of the bag. Involved, though, you so. Know We'll talk about the ethics of it if we get a little bit closer to this. All right, let's see this one.
2: Hi, Dr. Steve. I
0: listened, I found your radio station on Sirius and I wasn't paying very much attention. Of course, nobody does. I I heard someone call in about a supplement that they started taking from your show um, that Uh (laughs) helps with cancer. And so oh, I don't hmm. know how else to get a hold of you. I'm going to continue looking online.
2: Okay.
1: But if does I- anybody remember what she's talking about? No, mm-hmm. I don't either. Um, but I did find something interesting um, recently that there's some data on frankincense. Have yes. you seen this? Yes. I For have. colon cancer. I have, yeah. Yep. And the data is not actually not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want prospective, double-blind, placebo-controlled uh, trial on frankincense. But I'll tell you, if I get diagnosed with colon cancer, hell, I might take give a give little a frankincense. Shot, yeah, yeah well, it's not going
3: to hurt. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see any downsides to it. No. Yeah, frankincense has been used for years to treat um, a bunch of stuff, and they have seen some you know, clinical stuff where it might help with different kinds of cancers, specifically colon cancers. Yeah. Um, um, it's, you know, let me see, pretty incredible, um, incredibly strong um Medicine, but I don't. I'm not right. real sure what she's talking about. That does not ring. Okay, down. here
1: we go. This is from MUSC. It says Medical University of South Carolina, not a crap no, university. Uh, cancer surgeon researcher Nancy Demore is leading a clinical trial using frankincense to try to treat breast and colon cancer at MUSC. Uh, so um, she's done extensive research on new treatments for breast cancer was willing to put this to the test after uh, she had a I guess it was a postdoc that um, researched frankincense as a treatment of breast cancer as an undergraduate student that was Ingrid Bonilla and uh, the they said that this stuff called boswellic acid extract from Indian frankincense may help patients by reducing inflammation so Inflammation is certainly involved in cancer. Mm -hmm. There's no question about that. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, breast cancer, you can have a type of breast cancer called inflammatory breast cancer that's really, really angry. Those are usually people that are young with very active immune systems. So their study is a window of opportunity trial that takes advantage of the window of time between initial diagnosis of breast or colon cancer and surgery to remove the cancer. They will take this Boswellia, while uh, waiting for surgery. I guess Boswelli is the... Uh, it's the uh, scientific name, I think. Scientific name yeah. for frankincense. Right on.
3: Yeah, I take Boswelli every day. Do you? I sure do. Really? I to take Boswellia every morning Why? for arthritis, yeah. Oh, for arthritis, In- because, yeah, because it's anti-inflammatory. Yeah. For the Why not turmeric? Why don't you do that? I do that as well. Huh.
1: Hey, I'll do anything. Well, do they say here frankincense think, you know would not be the only plant-based treatment for illness. No shit about everything we have. It was originally plant-based. Yeah. Opioids. Uh, I Mushrooms.
3: Mean, uh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be interested in finding that, uh, the re- seeing the research on that. We could go to clinicaltrials.org and see if there's any uh, already published research. I know that there is some and you can go and just to remind everybody you can search the whole of the medical literature it's totally free by going to pubmed.gov that's p-u-b-m-e-d dot gov and people go oh i ain't going no government website no it's just the national library of science it's where all the research is the government isn't this is one of the places where they're not curating anything in there and shadow banning things. All research that's been published that has an agreement with PubMed goes there. And it's just National Lab- Library of Science. But anyway, um, uh, and it's, that's where you're, a place where your tax dollars are actually going to do some good. And uh, but you can research this stuff. You could put in frankincense colon cancer and see if you could find a double-blind placebo-controlled study there. And I'm hoping that that's what Scott's doing right now. Nope. So anyway, if very knew interesting. If you had to spell though.
2: frankincense, <laughs> <laughs> I just
3: type in boswellia.
1: It's right. As Frankenstein came up. <laughs> hey,
0: Dr. Steve, it's Andrew from Pennsylvania. How are you?
1: Good man. How are you? Good. Good. Oh,
0: good. Dr. Steve, I have a question about clinical vaccine trials. Yes. I enrolled in a phase three double-blind placebo-controlled study of a Lyme disease vaccine Interesting. By Interesting. Okay.
3: Yeah. So will you look up the uh, that Pfizer? My, that was one of my topics today. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, was, the, uh, was the, um, the, the Pfizer Lyme, 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 Lyme disease. Lyme. Well, you see yeah. what kind of yeah. vaccine is, is it.
1: Since it's yeah. Pfizer, I wonder if it's an mRNA
0: vaccine.
3: Um, I know I
0: have a 50-50 uh, chance of getting the placebo or the medication. My question is, has anyone studied if the placebo injection of uh, saline results in similar arm soreness as Give a typical yourself a bill? vaccine? Give yeah. My injection site arm pain felt much like other vaccines, but I don't know if that could be the placebo effect or not.
1: Yeah, so this is a great question. And when I was, we had
2: that same question.
1: Yeah, when I was in the the Pfizer, that's right. Diane and I were in the Pfizer trial at the same time. Mm -hmm. And in that one, I asked them, I said, "What's the placebo in this?" And they said, "Oh, it's saline." I went, "Okay, well then I know I got the vaccine because it it caused pain that saline wouldn't do." Mm -hmm. But some of the other vaccine trials, they'll actually use. Uh, things like, um, oh, what was it? They used a different vaccine for the placebo. Hmm. And I can't remember. Oh, shit. Well, anyway, the, yes, they, they take that into consideration. They'll use something that will cause inflammation uh, to as their placebo and um, to uh, so that people can't tell which one they got.
0: So, so can he ask?
1: You can ask. They don't have to tell you. Okay because you sign a thing that says that you're going to you know participate in a double blind placebo controlled tri- trial and that you're not going to try to unblind it before it's time. Now, if they in our case when the vaccine actually hit the market the, the trial was still going on, mm-hmm. but what if you had gotten the placebo? You were like effed, right? You're so hanging, yeah. So the, what they did was they unblinded it at that point, and if you got the placebo, they called you in to get the vaccine. And then what they did was a post-marketing trial after that, uh, what's called a phase four trial, uh, where the, you look for um, adverse effects and uh, good effects, efficacy, Past the point that the drug or the vaccine hits the market. So anyway, that's what they did with that. So did you find out anything? What kind of vaccine is it? Is it, is it a traditional vaccine or is it mRNA? It,
3: it, I haven't found that part, but what I did found, what, what, which was interesting, was the fact that this actually works. It's, it's a four, three doses and a booster. <clears throat> but the tick, when, they, when it first latches onto you, yes. it goes up. This, this vaccine goes up into the tick. It works on the tick. What? And dis yes, and disallows them being able to put the bacteria into you. Very what? Strange. Yeah, that's what that's what I just read. Okay, well, isn't that
1: interesting? Okay, it's totally different. Um, so I'm reading here that it is a um, antigen type. It's not an mRNA antigen. Okay. Yeah. So. It says uh, the randomized placebo-controlled Phase three valor study is planned to enroll approximately six, thousand participants five years of age and older. Damn. wow. Uh, data from Phase two studies continues to demonstrate <coughs> strong immunogenicity in adults as well as children with acceptable safety and tolerability profiles in both study populations but of course phase two studies are very small Mm. so you got to do the phase three study to tease out those rare adverse effects so that's very interesting all right good oh i would love to take a damn lyme disease vaccine it's in all 50 states now or at least the
3: 48 that i'm aware of did you know that they had a lyme disease vaccine back in years ago and discontinued in 2002 really yeah. why what well, happened it was it was 80 percent um re- it reduced infections by 80 percent but but the complaints <laughs> of arthritis and other adverse effects is wow. why what, what they had to stop it yeah. it was called limerick yeah limerick's oh Lymer-X. really The you s- i've never seen it before
2: I, that's
1: oh, what, I, that's found, what okay. I found Four hundred and seventy-six thousand people in the United States and one hundred and thirty thousand people in Europe get Lyme disease every year. We see it every every day. We see some
3: of the limes.
2: What's the symptom of Lyme disease?
1: Fever. Fever. Go
3: ahead. Well, well, no, I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, the chronic part is just messing. Aches and pains and fatigue. I mean, terrible. You know, systemic um, muscle aches, bony aches, arthritis type pains. When it starts, there's a
1: an expanding lacy. I've seen this dozens of times when I was in Vermont. Uh, expanding red rash that gets bigger and bigger and bigger the and it just fades away. Hmm. It's called erythema migrans. And then they get fatigue, fever, headache, stiff neck... Uh, joint pains, muscle pains, hmm. and then people don't, if, if they miss the rash, they completely miss it. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I then, was going to
2: say, it sounds like every other
1: yeah, illness. Yeah, th- right, that's right. And so people just don't yeah. treat it if they don't notice the tick or they don't notice the rash. And if you don't treat it, what happens is it goes into this latent phase, and then it comes back, and it causes arthritis Carditis, In other words, inflammation of the heart and uh, neuritis, uh, inflammation of the nervous system. And so that's why we really would like to have a vaccine to to prevent that phase three Lyme disease. Now, what other disease do we know causes a skin syndrome that then goes away and then comes back and kicks your ass later? Anybody know? Anybody in the in the waiting room? No, we've got too much of a delay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, was... Syphilis. Oh. So syphilis starts as a chancre, which is a skin uh, lesion that divides and divides and divides. It's painless, and then it goes away, and you go, "Oh, I guess I'm okay." And then it comes back as you know stage three. Uh, syphilis, which mm-hmm. can invade the brain and nervous system, stuff like that, called tabes dorsalis, and it can cause psychosis and all kinds of bad problems, and it's often fatal. Mm-hmm. So uh, you don't want to miss that one either. Right. And uh, we don't see a lot of syphilis these days, but it's easy to treat if you catch it in the primary phase. Same with Lyme disease, yeah. and the and the two um, bacteria are related. They're mm-hmm. they're both spiral sort of
3: uh, bacteria. So
1: all right. Before we go, you got another question, Scott?
3: Yeah. Mark Fletcher's got a great question. Okay. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hope you're having a great day. Hey, so um, h- I had an endoscopy last week diagnosed yes. with gastritis. Yes. Apparently stress-induced. Yes. How does stress cause gastritis? Oh, isn't that something? That's a good question. So you can't that. separate the mind from the body. Yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, when you are under stress, you produce stress hormones. And these stress hormones uh, can increase the amount of acid that is produced in the stomach. Tacey, you've got some information on this, right? Nope. You no Okay. Scott, you have some information. I have this, lots though. of information. Yeah, talk about it.
3: Where to begin? 50 <laughs> years ago, I started having stress in my life. Um, well, try talking no, into the microphone no, so somebody can hear it. you. <laughs> no, it's, So, so um, the, the way I describe it is we all have stress. Places in our body that have weaknesses, and stress tends to really accelerate those weaknesses. Some people have, you know, headaches. Some people have neck and shoulder pain. Some people have gastritis, which is the inflammation of stomach lining. Yep. And what happens is, with all the stress, a lot of times, extra, um, as you said, these stress hormones are produced, and, and a lot of times, extra acids dumped into your stomach. Yep. And subsequently, and you, you know wanna, what else
1: happens too yeah. with stress is you decrease the amount of protective lining stuff
3: prostaglandins right. mucus and stuff to the inside of the stomach which makes it even Much more susceptible, more susceptible so to acid. yeah yeah and and you in this in this vital that you get it treated um for a number of reasons you don't want to 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 wind up creating a barrett's esophagus yeah which is the inflammation of the um esophagus the, the esophagus the sphincter there that's <laughs> right, the name the name right um, you, and you and you certainly don't want to want up developing stomach ulcers um, which is what i did um 'cause I'm an overachiever. So, um, you know, gastritis is a real thing and, and one of the ways we, Dr. Steve we can tell people and that gastritis eat, just simply means inflammation right. of the stomach. And we can we can t- 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 typically we can kind of guess if they've got uh, a stomach ulcer or gastritis based on when pain oh, their pain well, Oh, that's guess. a good one, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go, go. So yeah. So so quick, if 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 you have pain you when you immediately when you eat or almost immediately of the eat, that's the gastritis because the stomach gets the really irritated. Usually, if you eat. And it, and it makes your stomach feel a little bit better typically that's, that's, a, that's um, an ulcer hmm. and conversely if you don't eat the, the extra acid in there is not absorbed by the food can make your ulcers worse that's 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 the way I was trained. You may be different, okay. but yeah, that's that's well, how we well, were that trained. I'll let have that yeah. one. But if you but if you can um, but but as soon as that st- that food hits that stomach, if it just blows you up, it's like oh my! St- and some people don't want yeah. yeah. okay. cause right, to eat. Yeah, when they have gastritis, because it causes an intense pain. We've got a kid yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: what do they do for that?
3: We treat it
2: with medicine or just <laughs> yes, herbs. Well, okay, Medi- yeah. or do you just eat certain things. Stress
1: reduction, meditation, stress reduction. Using the Trip app, t r i p p no. dot com. If you have an Oculus, throw that thing on. It will. It's clinically, basically proven to decrease your stress level at least temporarily. I don't have any data on it reducing gastritis, but it can't hurt. Yeah, can't hurt. And then we treat. You know, since excess acid is a problem, you can treat people with. With acid reducers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, either the H2 blockers like Fomotidine um, or uh, proton pump inhibitors, because uh, hydrochloric acid is basically just a naked proton with a chloride ion attached to it uh, or paired with it. And so, a proton pump inhibitor, if you decrease the amount of protons being pumped into the lumen of the stomach, you'll decrease the acid by definition. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a deep dive here as far as the pathophysiology of gastritis that's caused by stress. Stress results in the release of a thing called angiotensin II, which decreases blood flow to the mucous membrane. And that causes reactive oxygen species formation, which attacks DNA and results in 8-hydroxydeoxyguanosine formation. That's 8 OHDG for those who you know who already know that this results in oxidative mutagenic byproduct and su- subsequently oxidative stress on the mucous membrane. On the other hand, naturally produced nitric oxide is believed to protect against stress gastritis because it promotes vasodilation or opening of the of the uh, uh, blood vessels, which would increase blood flow, which would increase repair. So that's that's how. They would describe this in the medical literature, not that. It just what you need to know is stress bad, not stress good, <laughs> and that it's treatable. But gastritis better than ulcers, and uh, ulcers obviously better than than precancerous lesions, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. on the spectrum of things wrong with your stomach, I'll take gastritis because it's the easiest mm-hmm. to treat.
0: No. You don't want people afraid to eat, though. No, 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 mm, no. And
1: you don't want people <laughs> afraid to go to the doctor to, or the, you know, their healthcare provider to deal with this. Oh, oh yeah, so. of course. No, yeah. no,
3: totally. That's a real. Yeah, it's something to stick with.
1: Get an Oculus, Oculus Quest. I guess it's called MetaQuest now, and get that Trip app. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. Mm-hmm. And they've got a free demo that you can download. And even if you don't have stress-induced gastritis. This thing is awesome! It's amazing. It takes you to another world, and you just float, and it's like being in sensory deprivation. And the uh, president of the company reads the um, the meditations to you. Diane, you've done this, right?
0: No, Ta- I've just done TM. I've not done this. Oculus. I thought
1: you did. Well, Tacy, you've done it.
0: Yes, and it and it knocked Bobby Kelly out. It did, yeah, Bobby. Uh- about 30 seconds. Mm.
2: It's
1: true. He was hmm. sitting on the thing, and apparently he was exhausted, and he put that thing on, and it, it put him right to sleep. Hmm. Funny.
2: Ooh, I need that.
1: The first time I did it, they had a bug in it, which they have subsequently fixed. But I got stuck because it, you rise up in the air, and then you go to this next breathing exercise, and there's the, the light that tells you how to breathe, and you can see your breath going in and out, you know, breathing in is um, blue beautiful sparkles and breathing out are these sort of red rusty sparkles you know mm-hmm. and you can see it coming out of, the, out of you mm-hmm. it's amazing and then the last level you rise up and you're above the earth and you're looking down and there, you know the music it's kind of that spa music mm-hmm. with the the binaural beats that's mm-hmm. supposed to, um, um, you know, cause, a kind of trance. induce a trance-like state. Yeah. And then they're talking about, look below, there's no boundaries, there's no borders, all this stuff. And it's all very peaceful and hippified, But... Uh, It's amazing. And then, but when I did it the first time I got stuck, this is how I ended up working with them. Some, Mm. because I got stuck between the second layer and the third. And I thought that was what it was supposed to be. I was there for like 30 minutes and I fell asleep and I was just sort of looking at this weird horizon with the music going and all this stuff. And I, um, cool. Yeah. I emailed customer support and said, Was that supposed to happen that way? <laughs> and I got the president of the company emailed me back and I was saying, Wow, that doesn't usually yeah. Wow. so yeah, it was cool. So anyway, yeah, trip, well, well, trip's amazing.
3: Yeah. Before we go, real quick, um yep. gastritis, inflammatory things like NSAIDs specifically Advil. Yes. Ones, oh, absolutely. You know, those will blow your stomach up so if you're taking those Find another way. Really, if
1: you're on yeah. if you're on aspirin, and I learned this from Tacy, if you're on aspirin to prevent a heart attack, and you're taking a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen, you're actually considered high risk for GI bleeding. Right. right. And you should be on a proton pump inhibitor at minimum to protect yourself, yeah. uh, to uh, you know, from GI bleeding. But you should be talking to your primary care provider. Steve, about that.
0: haven't they? Um decided that you shouldn't be taking baby aspirin for heart attack prevention
1: well it depends the USPSTF Didn't keeps changing something? it no, they keep changing it all the yep. time yep. and uh, now they're saying um, if the benefit outweighs the risk of stroke then you can go ahead and, and take it um, for uh, let me see primary prevention let me look this up I'm going to cut this part out Okay, aspirin for primary prevention. Here we go. So this is their newest thing. Aspirin used to prevent cardiovascular disease. This is from the US PSTF, which is the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force. And so they're now saying adults aged 40 to 59 with a 10% or greater 10-year cardiovascular risk. So you have to do that Framingham calculator that we've done. If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google Framingham. Uh, calculator and you have to punch in some numbers including your cholesterol if you don't know what your cholesterol is you're probably overdue to see your primary care go get enough things to plug that in and see what your risk is and um, it says if you have a 10 percent or greater risk and you're under the age of 60 the decision to initiate low dose aspirin use um Uh, should be an individual one evidence indicates that the net benefit of aspirin use in this group is small but it's non-zero persons who are not at increased risk for bleeding and are willing to take low dose aspirin daily are more likely to benefit that is grade c evidence it's not good adults age 60 years or older they recommend against initiating low dose aspirin use for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease in adults 60 or older so there you go so I guess I now I need to stop my aspirin again, because they keep changing this. You know, this, that, this was a new recommendation as of April. I guess I missed that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Wow.
2: I thought I, I read, read that, that too. too. Thank you. Give yourself a bill.
1: All right. Actually, I knew that. I just want you guys to seem smart. <laughs> Thanks, Steve.
2: You're
0: welcome. You're the best. <laughs> All,
1: right. All, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks always <laughs> go to Dr. Scott. And to Lady Diagnosis, welcome back. Thanks for being here. And uh, to Tacy, And don't forget to go to our Reddit, our subreddit, and vote for who had the most disgusting story.
0: Remember the bugs crawling out of the jar. Yes. Ooh, yeah.
1: Or the uh, fungus growing him. in the guy's bloodstream. It's just disgusting. That's the, that is probably, if we had a category of dumbest thing, that know. would be one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the 90 how long 80 foot tapeworm that was just shitting out yep. eggs you know pieces
2: wow, of. That's yeah, terrible. yeah that's,
1: that's pretty awful too uh, thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years and uh, listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel Sirius XM channel 103 Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim for pleasure and many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy and uh, thanks to my niece Holly, who will get mad if I don't do a <laughs> shout out at the end. Even though ninety percent of the shout outs at the end of the show before this were basically her. I
0: was just totally giving you crap. I know I'm
1: going to reinstitute. It. I just want to oh god. Go in. Go to our see. <laughs> I was just giving you crap. Okay, well I'll put it back in. No. <laughs> go to our website at drsteve. dot com for schedules, podcasts, other crap. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. You can save.